happy, happy Monday, my fabulous vibers. Welcome back to my podcast where I believe that every woman deserves freedom to craft the life she wants and the guts to go after it. We will share stories, facts, and opinions on various aspects of life to give you that kick in the ass to light you up and spread killer vibes every day, 24-7. Thank you for being here today. This is season three. We are starting off the new year 2021 and we cannot wait to get started on this new year with you guys thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for being a part of our vibes group thank you so much for sharing your positive vibes with everybody this is a place where you can definitely come in and get yourself situated and think wow you know what i can do this i can get out there and just spread killer vibes all day, every day. And what does it mean? It means just being super positive and taking that positive approach to everything that you do. So today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that has been in my mind for a few years, especially the last six years. <laughs> Why? Because I've been a part of this topic for a long time. And it's something that I've really had a really, really good um, sense of, of approaching. But I really want to give you guys some tips on this because I think I learned a lot as I went through the years. And that is women's groups. And you know what? It's January 2021. And a lot of women's groups are starting their new programs. They're launching new projects um they're launching um i guess uh, proposals groups networking i mean so much that's out there but i wanted to talk to you about the women's groups because you know what for me it was very instrumental as i was a business owner that i joined women's groups and what are women's groups? It's, for example, networking groups, um, women who get together with the same sort of um, mentality, the same goal of reaching more business, of getting to learn more, getting to talk to more women, um, finding customers, finding a great client base, um, finding people who can come in and just be a part of their groups, their own groups, you know, that sort of thing. And just finding women that, you know, meet us at some point in our life where we are right now. You know, but this this um, idea came to me because I was reading a book and this is a book I read maybe 10, 15 years ago that I just revisited over the COVID 2020 time. And it's called Tripping the Prom Queen. And it talks about how you know, not all the time women's groups are about collaboration or community. A lot of them are like about stealing each other's ideas. They're about finding out who the other person is and who their contacts are and how they can come in and be a little bit of a disruptor in that person's life or maybe a little bit of a taker in that person's life. So this book, Tripping the Prom Queen, was just such a great book for me because I really just kind of really looked at the way that, that a lot of women's groups were um, handling themselves. And I joined a few of them a few years ago. It's 2021 now, January. So back in 2014, 2015, I joined a few of them just because I wanted to just um, be around other women that were like-minded, business-oriented, um, that had a really good sense of themselves, that wanted to know more. But I really learned a lot of other things aside from business from them. Um, and this is a little bit about, you know, just giving you guys a little bit of a cautionary tale as you approach women's groups, as you approach groups, as you 
approach things that you want to join, whether it's meetup groups also or Evite or Eventbrite or any of that, there's a few questions that I want you to ask yourself as you approach some of these groups. And I think for me, if I would have had these questions ahead of time before I joined them, I think I would have saved myself a lot of grief, a lot of disappointment. I would have saved myself a lot of time with people that weren't worth my time. And I wish I would have taken that back now. But um, here we are, 2021, and we are giving you guys the lessons. And so I want to teach you guys how you can approach these groups in the best way, in the most healthy way, uh, in the way that can just really help you to just um, get yourself out there, uh, promote yourself, promote your business, promote your brand, whatever it is, and just push, 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 push forward. So here's the first question I want you to ask yourself as you approach these groups, as you approach any paid group also. Um, it also applies to non-paid and free um, you know, groups that you just go to and you pay a lunch. Uh, are you there for show or social? Are you there to show what you are and who you are? Are you just there to just create friends? Are you there just to become friends with somebody? Are you there just to um, find a network of people that mm, – can be a part of your life and maybe not necessarily a part of your business because it really doesn't matter, but you just need a social group. You just need a networking group. I want you to start thinking about that because as you approach these groups, it makes a big difference if you're, um, one is if you're going to show yourself or you're going to be social. I want you to think of the group that you're approaching. Are they collaborative? Because you've got to really spend a few times in a few days there, maybe a whole month or two months with a group to realize that they're actually collaborative and they're actually sharing information. They're actually giving um, contacts away. If they're actually asking about you, huge, huge, huge red flag. If all they do is talk about themselves, it's a big red flag because they need to be asking you about you before they give you any information. Like it's really important that you just look at it as a collaborative way. You know, sometimes a lot of them are there just to pick at your brain and see what you're doing and what you're about. And then they never say anything about themselves. They never tell you about them. They never say anything new about themselves. They don't give you any contact information. They don't give you like a good connection. Connections are so important. They don't do those for you. So you've got to start thinking about those things before you approach these groups. Um, what is your intention? What is your intention as you approach these groups? What are you looking to get from them? Are you there to promote your business? Are you there to promote yourself? Are you a coach? Do you want more coach-related um, I guess, uh, clients, are you looking to connect with other coaches? You know, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want from them? What is it that you're looking to get from, from the group? A lot of them are very secretive. A lot of them are very cliched. A lot of them already have their clicks formed. So it's something you have to look at when you approach these groups and it's and is it something that you really want or are you going to definitely get a good lesson from them and are you going to actually learn something from them? I think it's a really good question to ask yourself. A lot of times they ask you to invest in a lunch. A lot of times they ask you to invest in a membership. Some of these memberships are expensive. Some of these memberships um, are contingent on you doing certain things, on you connecting them, on you giving them some of your, you know, contact information. So you have to be very careful about where you go in there. 
and what is it that you really, really want from these groups? I can tell you from experience that the past five, six years, I really went in with the most naive intention with a lot of these groups. And I realized that a lot of them um, were looking to looking to pick my brain. And a lot of them were also looking to see um, who I knew and what I knew without giving me any um anything in return. So I gave up contacts. I gave up information. I gave up, um, what would you call it? I would call it, um, resources. A lot of time I gave up resources without getting any of them in return. So you've got to be really careful. And I think this is why I'm doing this episode, because I really want you guys to be super careful about who you involve yourself with and what you put yourself out there to be. The other thing I want you to ask yourself as you join these groups is how are you presenting yourself? Are you presenting yourself as a business owner? Are you presenting yourself as an employee of another business? Um, what is your brand? Are you willing to tell them where your brand is, who you are, what you do? Um, and in presenting yourself, are you willing to give them your contact information so that they can reach you if they need you for any reason or another? That's really important because a lot of people come in with secrecy. They come in with maybe giving themselves a moniker and they don't really tell you who they really are. You end up looking them up on LinkedIn and they're not there. Why? Because they're very, very, very careful about who they talk to and what they do. Yeah, that may be their coping mechanism. That may be a defense mechanism for them. But that also tells you who they are and what they're up there for. You know, it was just a very important thing for you to think about as you join women's groups or you join networking or you join masterminds. These are some of the things you have to think about, because if it's really useful to you, you're going to have to invest some money in them. And most of them, you have to invest some money in them, whether it's a lunch, whether it's a membership, whether it's um, you sharing their information, doing some collaboration, maybe having them on your podcast, whatever it is, you have to start thinking about where um, where they're coming from and what they want from you and what you want from them. You've got to keep in mind that every networking group and every mastermind and every women's group, there is a two-way street. There is a quid pro quo. Nobody does anything, honestly, for nothing. They do it for something. And a lot of these women are coming in for something. A lot of them will say, oh, here, pay this amount and you'll get this. You've got to be guaranteed that you're going to get the value of the money that you're paying. Why? Because I've been there before. And I've paid that money and I've paid those dues and I've seen how sometimes they just don't come through. So you've got to be really diligent about, hey, what am I going to get off of this you know, $50 membership? What am I doing? What am I getting? Where am I going from here? Is it going to align with my brand? Is it going to align with my business? Is it something that I believe in? You know, a lot of the women that I ended up um, getting in contact with were not aligned with my business. They were not aligned with my values. A lot of them were very um, conservative. They were very close-minded and that's not who I am that's not my business it's never been me I'm very progressive in how I do things and I'm very open about what I say and what I do and I do love to share my info and my knowledge and a lot of them are very closed in like oh you're not going to get to talk to me unless you pay for me or you're not and so you've got to really look at where you're going and what you're doing obviously as a businesswoman 
of course you're going to want to get paid for your knowledge base. But if you feel like you could be a mentor, you could be a guide for a younger girl, somebody who's coming up, you are definitely going to make exceptions. But some of these women just will not make exceptions for you. And one of the experiences that I can tell you in terms of why I feel a little bit, um, I guess, a little bit reluctant to share why you should join these groups is because I was in a group where, you know, I was not um, given opportunities to join masterminds that were out of town or masterminds that were in very cool, posh places around the world. Um Everybody else was given the invitation except for me, and I knew it, and I saw it, and I knew when they were giving the invitation out, and they were saying, hey, we're going to be having a mastermind in this exclusive posh resort in Mexico, and they're talking about it to everybody else, but the invitation never comes to me. However, most of the women in this group know that I can afford to go there because I'm very fortunate that my husband um, will be will pay for me to go and learn and do things. Um, we're very fortunate that we can afford to do posh resorts all year, every year. We do six or seven trips a year. I mean, these ladies know that I can afford a lot of this, but they look at me, they look at my skin color, and I think they decide she doesn't know. But they do know because... Um, Maybe three out of five of the women know that we have enough money that we can afford some of these um, mastermind um, places. And that just kind of gave me an idea of like, you know what, they're really just trying to block me out. They really don't want me to be a part of their group. They don't want me to come to these masterminds. I think they're just... I don't know that they're intimidated. I don't think that's what it is. I think they just want to keep it exclusive to their um, group, uh, white group, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it could be a class thing. It could be an upper class. It could be a middle class, upper class. I don't know. Um, but three out of, of the five women that were in that group, you know, taxed or that group invitation know that I can afford to go to a lot of these things and I just don't get in a lot of these invitations. Um, that's not, they don't, it's not the assumption that they think that I can afford it because they know I can. It's just that they don't want me to be a part of it. And I think a lot of it is like, you know, who is she to be able to come to these things with us and afford these things with us? She shouldn't be able to be able to afford those things. She shouldn't have to have those, um, privileges to come with us to these things. So one of the things that I really, really, really looked at, it was like, hmm. Was this most of a mostly a classist thing? Was it mostly um, a socioeconomic thing? Was it something that they just had as a clique, as a group? Anyhow, furthermore, as the times went on, I realized that a lot of the things that they were doing in these supposedly quote unquote posh masterminds were things that I already knew about. So even if I even paid the you know, $2,000, $3,000 fee for a lot of these things. I already knew most of that. I already knew how to get to that level. So honestly, I would have probably not even paid that much money for these masterminds because I didn't see the value in them. That's another thing that I think is so important in, in terms of you going into a woman's group is for you to analyze what value they give to you, what value you bring into them. Because one thing that I did realize very early on was that I brought a lot more value to them than they brought to me. Um, I had a huge um, treasure chest of resources 
in me that I brought into a lot of these groups. And they didn't consider that necessarily valuable. But yeah, it was super valuable because it really kind of promoted me and pushed me to the next level. But a lot of these groups just don't see that. They see things in terms of monetary value and what you can finance and what you can't finance. And if can you pay this fee, can you pay that fee? And honestly, I'm really... um, proud of myself that I did not pay for a lot of those fees and a lot of those posh experiences, quote unquote, posh experiences, because I did not need them. I was already at a level beyond that. I already knew, you know, the business side of a lot of those things. Why? Because I've been fortunate to be married to a businessman and he's been really good about teaching me for the last 20 years about business. Another thing is I'm really good reader. And so I read a lot of books. So a lot of the books that I read about are business oriented, they're goal oriented, they're biographies. So I really knew a lot about those things. So even if they were to invite me to a lot of those posh hashtag masterminds, I would have not joined. I would have not gone because I kind of knew that they were at a level that was below me. And they were not going to teach me anything new. I already um, was surpassed that level. So that was okay. But it really kind of gave me an idea of like, wow, yeah, okay. Um, they're not inviting me because they uh, don't want me a part of the group. It's not because I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And I can't pay for it. I just choose not to pay for it. And number two, I'm not adding to them. I'm probably surpassing their knowledge base. And so they don't really want somebody that can surpass that and teach them something, especially not a brown girl from the neighborhood, from the north side that can teach them a lesson or two on resources on um, productivity, on efficiency. There are so many topics that I could go on and on and on about that I could teach them about, but they will not want to know about it. They don't want to hear about it because they are so ingrained in their own little women group. That's an idea that I can share with you. And that's something that I've happened that has happened to me. The other thing that I have, that I can say about women's groups and tripping the prom queen is you know, I came in to teaching in 1997 as a student teacher. I got my teaching job right away. I did not even apply. Did not go through the whole process. My principal liked me, and she's like, "Ooh, you're you're a student teacher. I don't care. I'm going to hire you now." She was like, "I need you now." I got hired right away. I was not even 21. I think I was just I just turned 21. I started teaching super, super quickly, super fast. I was a very good teacher. I had very good lesson plans. My kids always scored super high. But one of the things about women's groups and one of the things that happened to me was I was sabotaged by my teachers in my sixth grade school. I had just switched districts. I had just gone from Spring Branch to A-Leaf. I had been teaching in Spring Branch for a long time before I got married. I got married in 2000 and 2001. I applied for a teaching job. 2000, no, hold on, 2002, 2003. No, in 2005, that's when I applied for my teaching job in A-Leaf. And these teachers did not like me. They're like, oh, she comes from Spring Branch. Why should we trust her? Why should we like anything about her? So my team made, made it miserable for me. They made it difficult for me to even have, you know, a happy year as a sixth grade teacher. 
They sabotaged me. They did not tell me when meetings were being held. So my principal thought I was always late or not aware or didn't care. And now I'm like, um, I wasn't told. My team leader did not tell me about these things. Eventually, he came to see that, you know, my my team leader was sabotaging everything that I did. Ultimately, it all comes to head in May because my kids and my group scored the highest in their grade in terms of reading. And I was a reading, I was a language arts teacher and social studies. And my kids came in at the highest levels for both of those. And my principal was hosting a... I guess was an award ceremony and he was giving a certificate to the teachers that scored the highest for their grade level. And I scored the highest, my kids scored the highest, not me. My kids scored the highest in their grade level. And this teacher didn't tell me that this was happening. This, this team teacher that was supposed to be in charge of telling all the teachers about the things that were going on. So she didn't tell me, she didn't tell me my scores. I didn't know my scores. I didn't know any about that. My principal was kind of waiting on her to tell me, you know, hey, you need to come in because you're going to be honored. Your kids scored super high. They were super great. Um, I didn't find out till the next day that, you know, my kids had won awards, but I wasn't there to receive the awards. Why wasn't I there? Because my team teacher um, didn't give me the announcement and she didn't tell me what was happening. My principal ultimately said, I need to meet with you. I don't know what's going on. This isn't like you. And I said, it's not like me because that's not me. And this team teacher did not tell me this team teacher did not, um, give me the update. She did not tell me that my kids scored high. They did not. She sabotaged me the whole way through. She did not tell me when resources were in. She did not tell me when, um, you know, their tests came in. She did not tell me when my scores came in. He decimate he decimated all the information to the team teachers for that grade level, um, and she didn't say any of that to me. And it just goes back to sabotaging and just sort of tripping the prom queen and tripping that person that just comes in and you know sets a high standard for themselves, and they don't like it. They don't like it when somebody comes in and just um, I guess upends what whoever they are and what they're doing. So. They, it's not a team player group. It's very much a mm, one person team. And so team playing just doesn't happen. And as a teacher, what we do know is that it's so important that you're a team player because um, teaching is so collaborative and we share resources, we share books, we share um, websites, we share links with each other. All those things end up happening, but... Yeah, it was it was very nasty and it was very awful. And I had to deal with that for a while. But eventually, you know, my principal and I had a conversation and my principal knew that this team leader tends to be a little cray cray and a little um, nasty. And so he understood. And, I, you know, it just wasn't me. I just wasn't told that a lot of things were happening. And, you know. He, he was understanding. He was super understanding. He goes, you know what? You've proven yourself to be a good teacher. You've proven yourself to be amazing. And um, anyhow, she doesn't hold the candle to you because I always do that. I always really try to be the best at what I'm doing. 
So here we are, you know, I wanted to just talk about, you know, women's groups and how you need to come about with these women's groups and really um, ask the right questions for them. What are you getting from it? What are you expecting? What are you, where you are right now? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a freelancer? Are you opening your own business? How can these groups contribute to you? How can they be helpful to you? What can they offer you that you're not getting otherwise? A lot of times it's... Um, a mastermind group can be amazing in terms of, you know, inspiration, um, ideas. They can give you content. They can give you some really great, um, I guess, um, a, a good checklist to where you're going. In- Fabulous and classy are raging at the moment. Do you need a touch up? Does your closet need an update? Or are you feeling a bit out of touch with the decades trends? Just shoot me a DM at think underscore chick and we'll plan out the perfect fashion strategy for you. A, a good checklist of where you're going in, in your future, but you've got to make those requests and you've got to have those questions up front from the beginning. And don't assume that they're going to share things with you automatically. Are you going to pay for things? Okay, yeah, maybe you're going to pay for things. It's totally doable is totally normal most of these you pay for things most of them you pay for memberships um nothing honestly is free unless you go on youtube and just look at a video and you just look it up there but most of these things you're going to be charged for are you willing to invest in yourself are you willing to invest in your company are you willing to invest in your brand a lot of those things are just questions that you have to ask yourself right now as you join women's groups um And just be wary of that idea. Like I mentioned at the beginning, tripping the prom queen, are they open-minded? Are they inclusive? Are they really inclusive? Just look at their membership boards and look at their membership roles. What are they doing? How much are they charging? Um, Do they have scholarships for women who are up and coming and want to find new things? You've got to really look at things in a different way nowadays. Um, if it's a virtual thing, uh, I guess it's a little bit different. But honestly, for me, I'm really not doing things virtually anymore because um, what I've noticed is that virtually people can get away with doing less than. And so that's something I need to really look into and, and really reassess um, if, if the people who are doing things virtually are actually putting the effort in the group and the time if I'm paying you know, a certain amount of money, are they actually giving me the time on that virtual mastermind? So think about that. Look at that. Look at the teams. Look at the at the leadership. Also, if you are going to look at, at what the leader is offering you, look at their background. Look at their work experience. Look at what work they've done before. And they should be able to provide you um, samples of the work they've done, people they've worked with, and where they help achieve, you know, certain success or numbers or um, clout, whatever it is, you've got to just look into that to make sure that it's something that really qualifies them to earn that fee, you know, that you're paying a monthly fee or that one-time fee, whatever it is. You've got to look and see if it actually makes sense that you're paying that amount of money for somebody who doesn't have a record, who maybe does have a record, but it's not that stellar. 
how much they actually really know. Go in their websites, look at their website, go to Google, Google them, go to their Instagram, look and see what they're doing. Is what they're doing up to par to where your values are? Okay, cool. Go for it. I would say just go for it because it's really important that you invest in yourself. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited for those of you that are looking to, you know, empower yourself or to invest in yourself for 2021. It's really important that you do just do your due diligence. Make sure you go in and you look at what you're doing and who you're um, giving your money to. Everybody has a really important um hasn't a price point. So you've got to look at the price point and see where you are in yourself, in your life and, and where you're heading. It's really important that you do invest in yourself. I think there's something in really, you know, spending money and taking the class or taking the mastermind or being around like-minded women, women, but you've got to make sure that it's something that actually returns. There's a return on investment, ROI, super important. Learn that. Is there an ROI for you? And at the end of this program, how long is the program? How will it, um, how long will it take to get you to where you need to be? Um, again, look at that and look and see if it's just a social network. Look to see if it's not just, um, just for socializing, if it's actually for business, if it's actually for your benefit as a brand, as a businesswoman. Um, Honestly, I will tell you that you've got to really get the value of your money. You cannot waste any money just um, hoping that a group will, will work out for you. You've got to really do your due diligence. You've got to look into it. I would also ask other people who are members and say, hey, how did this group work out for you? Did it work out for you? Did, it, did you get any customers? Did you get any client base out of it? Did you get anything out of it? Um the investment that you made, did you made you made a one hundred and fifty five dollar investment? Did you re, did you get a return on your investment? Um, what did you do? What did you what did it cost you to become a part of this group? A lot of these things are so important. But like I said, you know, I've shared you guys sabotage experiences just because I want you to be aware and be you know very careful of the people that you share your your things with. I've come across situations where women have shared. Um, marketing ideas and somebody else takes it um class ideas and somebody else takes it i mean there's a lot of stealing that goes on in these groups you got to be really careful where you go anyhow join me uh follow me at vibes by alicia on instagram you can join my personal page at think underscore chick or you can go to my business page at thinking underscore boutique let me know what you're thinking. I would love a review. I would love some feedback. And then if there's a subject that you want me to touch upon, please, 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 please let me know what that, that subject is. I would love to get into it. And again, thank you so much for listening in and share this podcast with your friends. I would love, 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 love to hear from them. Thank you and have a great day.